Welcome to Ministry Focus Podcast with Chad and all. This is the place where we talk real and we live Jesus. Hello and welcome to Ministry Focus. I am your host, Chad Nall, and today I want to talk about a great subject. I want to focus on going homebound. What do you mean by that? I mean going home, going to a place called heaven. You see, that's really where our home is as Christians. We are just a pilgrims passing through here in this current world. We are going to a different world. We have a different place that we are headed. Our destiny is so much different than where we are now. Isn't that good news? We'll be in Philippians chapter 1 today. I want to begin reading in verse number 23. The Apostle Paul writing to the church at Philippi says these words, For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. And having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you, all for your furtherance and joy of faith, that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you again. So I want you to notice Paul's dilemma here. He says in verse 23, for I am in a strait betwixt two. He is saying that he is literally pressed. Paul is in a position of being pressed because of his desire. Look, Paul has a desire. Look what he continues to say in verse 23, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ. Paul is literally having having uh, an issue with wanting to be with Christ. But notice what his decision is in verses 24 through 26, to spend the time he had left doing something to help people. Paul has a desire to be with Christ because first, He had an encounter with him on the highway. You see, Paul received a new nature. Listen to what Ephesians chapter 2 verse 3 says, Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. There's nothing that will change your desires like a run-in with the God of heaven. Before Paul met the Lord, he had some wicked desires. You can see that in Acts chapter 8, verses 1 through 4. You see, it was his desire to shut down the work of God. It was his desire to close the doors of the church. It was his desire to destroy every Christian he could find. It was Paul's desire to further the agenda of false religion and that of tradition. It was his desire to see the gospel message extinguished. But after running head on in to Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus, Paul's desires changed. Paul had a desire to spend time with God's people. Paul had a desire to pray and talk to God. Paul had a desire to become a part of the local church. Paul then had a desire to tell someone else what Jesus had done for him. Paul had a desire to go into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in. You see, Paul had a desire to depart and to leave this old sinful earth and to be with Christ. I believe one of the reasons that so many church members have the wrong desires is they've never had an encounter on the highway and been transformed by the saving power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Paul not only had a new nature, but he also got a new name. You see, when Paul got saved, the God of heaven became his father. His name was changed from Saul to Paul. Saul means desirable. Paul means little or small. You see, John the Baptist said that he must increase, but I must decrease. He had a new identity. He was no longer known as a Pharisee, but as a Christian. His new job was no longer to make himself popular, 
but to make Jesus known to the population. I'm glad to know that I had that encounter with a holy God. Paul has a desire to be with Christ because of his endurance of hardships. The text of the passage is Paul talking about his afflictions in his imprisonment. I imagine Paul was about sick and tired of suffering. Listen to what he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labors, more abundant in stripes, more above measure in prisons, more frequent in depths oft of the Jews. Five times received I 40 stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and day I have spent in the deep. In journeyings often, perils of water, in perils of robber, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and in thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. As Paul wrote this epistle, he was sitting in a Roman prison. There's nothing that will make a child of God want to see Christ and depart like a life of suffering for his name's sake. The hymn writer surely could relate to Paul's having a desire to depart when he penned the words to this old song. Listen, oft times the day seems long, our trials hard to bear. We're tempted to complain, to murmur in despair. But Christ will soon appear to catch his bride away. All tears forever over in God's eternal day. Life's day will soon be o'er, all storms forever past. We'll cross the great divide to glory safe at last. We'll share the joys of heaven, a harp, a home, a crown. The tempter will be banished, we'll lay our burden down. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small when we see Jesus. One glimpse of his dear face, all sorrow will erase. So bravely run the race till we see Christ. I can assure you from the word of God, all they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. If you're living godly, you will have a a desire to depart. If you do not have a desire to go home, then you're probably too comfortable living in this old world. Paul has a desire to be with Christ because of his exposure to heaven. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1-4, through Paul reveals that he got a glimpse of heaven. It's, it's a powerful portion of Scripture. Paul says that I knew a man in Christ above 14 years, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth. Such a one caught up into the third heaven, and I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth. How that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. The timeline of this event was about 14 years prior to the writing of 2 Corinthians. Many Bible students believe this coincides with the stoning of Paul at Lystra. Regardless, Paul at some time got a glimpse of the third heaven and not sure what he saw, but he tells us he heard. It made such an impression on Paul that God gave him a thorn in his flesh to keep him humble. No doubt this exposure to heaven was on Paul's mind every day. He knew what was waiting for him on the other side. He didn't view death as anything to fear. In verse 21, it says, For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Death was a doorway to eternal bliss and rest. He couldn't wait for it. Though we haven't seen heaven or heard heaven, we have been exposed to heaven The book of Revelation goes into great detail to reveal to us just what's waiting for us 
that have been saved. Revelation 21 verses 1 through 6 describes some of the bliss and the wonder of heaven. You may say, how do we know that what the Bible says about heaven is true? Because what the Bible said about me being a dirty, rotten, hell-deserving sinner was true. Because what the Bible said about how I could get forgiveness and peace with God was true. Because what the Bible said about the power of the cross to transform lives was true. Because what the Bible said about how to find the will of God and serve Him with joy was true. Because what the Bible said about the blessing of living for Him every day was true. Because of what the Bible said about how to pray and get an answer from God was true. Because of what the Bible said about the deteriorating state of our society in the last days was true. Because of what the Bible said about many, many things have proven to be true. Why would God lie to us about what waits for the child of God after they die if everything he said that pertains to us while we are alive is true? So I'm telling you this today. If God said there would be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more pain, then I believe him. If God said there were gates of pearl and streets of gold in heaven, I believe him. If God said there was no need for the sun or the moon for the Lamb of God was the light thereof, then I believe him. If God said that the gates would not be shut and there was no night there, I believe him. If God said that there would be no curse there, nor any sin, nor Satan, or anything that maketh a lie, then I believe him. So here's a question. Are you ready to meet the Lord? Are you desiring to depart? Or... Are you afraid to die because you're not born again or because you're not right with the Lord? Hey, take a moment today and get right with the Lord. Christian, we have so much to look forward to. Go out today, fight the battle, win the... Hey, listen, you've already won because Jesus has already defeated the grave. He's already defeated death. And he was the first fruits of resurrection. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful thing we had to look forward to. So go out, hold your head up, know that you're a child of God and go make a difference in someone's life today. God bless. And we look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you for listening to Ministry Focus Podcast with Chad and all the place where we talk real and live Jesus. Be sure to tune in next week as we focus on another area of ministry in the local church.